0: Welcome to the Bodega Cat Podcast with Christina Ng. Over the next hour, you'll hear from guest experts from a variety of different backgrounds with specialties pertaining to pets and humans alike. Now, here is Christina.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Christina from the Bodega Cat Podcast. We're so happy you guys are joining in with us. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Helen West. And what I'm going to do is read a little bit of her bio, and then I'll have her expand on it. Uh, and then we'll talk about what she wants to talk about. Okay, here we go. As the founding member of Ascendant Wellness Association, Helen West brings over three decades of business development, marketing, and teaching experience to the association. Born in South Korea and raised in Michigan and California, Most of her career has been in the technology and software sectors, ranging from large corporations to startups, working within the corporate structure as well as through independent consulting. After taking a hiatus upon having children, Helen then changed careers instructing elementary students in computers and technology until she was unable to work due to her heart condition. Being an avid reader and always thirsty for knowledge, Helen brings forth an incredible amount of knowledge in alternative and holistic healing modalities to ascended wellness. Well, first of all, I want to uh, thank you, Helen, for joining us today, and I'm very excited about our conversation. I know you and I have kind of been through similar paths, if you will. Um, What I wanted to do is, uh, you know, have you kind of expound a little bit on your experience with your technology background and your business background, and then how you end up with uh, business to elementary teacher to what you're doing currently. <laughs>
0: yes. Thank you so much, Christina, for having me. It's truly an honor. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, like I said, ma- majority of my background in terms of, you know, my career has been in business development, marketing, as well as operations. And how I ended up from that to teaching is um, there came a point in my life when I was traveling so much. My kids were little. And I remember at one point, a couple of things happened in the span of like a week. I was leaving again. And my little one, my oldest at the time, um, started crying and said, Mom, you don't even raise us. It's, you know, it's Auntie Julie that raises Mm -hmm. us. You're gone so much. And So for one thing that, you know, that broke my heart, and then in that same week when I was getting on a plane, I traveled so much for work at that time, and, you know, when you check in, and you're going through, you know, um, you know, all of the checkpoints, one of the things that they do is they look at your boarding pass, and they ask you where you're going, and I remember they asked me, and I honestly couldn't remember, because I was traveling so much that, and, you know, my assistant at the time would book all my travels and stuff, and I Looked at them and I completely blanked and I said, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And then they pulled me aside because that was a very suspicious, weird answer. (laughs) (laughs) So it was those couple of things that really made me realize that I'm gone too much. I'm not raising my kids. I'm just, you know. So um, my husband and I, we, you know, had a serious discussion about, you know, the state of our finances and just everything. And I, decided to stay home, made some serious adjustments in, you know, how we lived our lives. And then, of course, when I stopped working, then I literally volunteered 100% of my time to my, you know, my kids' schools and daycare at the time and and realized, my gosh, I love being around kids. I love teaching. And so then I went and got, uh, you know, the certifications and the credentials I needed to teach. And I only taught, uh, you know, in the elementary school environment for about three years, and then COVID hit. And back in 2020, I got COVID and I was hospitalized. Um, had to quit work and everything. And it was after I was released from the hospital, um, I was attached to a, a breathing machine for about three or four months. I couldn't breathe on my own, and it was really a rough journey of getting back to the state of health that I'm in now. And this is, and it was during that process, you know, where I, um, you know, was going through and trying virtually every healing modality <laughs> known to man other than the Western medical system. Um, there is a time and place for that. I don't want to, you know, just, you know, completely negate, you know, the benefits of certain things, but for long-term and for surgery, those two things were not something that I was willing to do. So that's how I found out about the EE system as, and just like you, you know, I'm an EE system um, center as well. So, um, and I love the fact that we collaborate and you have, you have the most collaborative heart of, 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 of all of the, the EE system center
1: owners that I've come across. So I really appreciate that about you. So thank oh, you. Thank me. you so much. You. Yeah. I've always thought, you know, it, it I've been, Mm, I've always thought that there's strength in numbers, you know, like we talked about earlier. And I remember, I I like to watch movies once in a while, and um, there's a movie called Red Cliff. And uh, in that particular movie, the general, you know, all his little uh, soldiers were like bickering and, you know, uh, complaining and all that stuff. And then he he, this general, he didn't say anything. He just stood up. He took a... uh, what do you call it, those um, branches? Mm -hmm. He took one branch and he broke it off. And then he took a bunch of branches and he couldn't break it off. And he said to the soldiers, there's strength in numbers. If you're one little branch, it's easy to break. But if if you're a bunch of branches together, you can't break it. And I've always remembered that, you know, in whatever it is, quote, movement we're in. Uh, And for me, you know, it's the healing movement because my my spiritual lineage is um, the healing uh, lineage from uh, Buddha Guanyin. You know, it's always uh, there's strength in numbers. It's just as simple as that, you know. Yeah, and
0: we are all connected. You know, we are
1: each Mm -hmm. individually,
0: you know, making our own imprint and, you know, paving, you know, our own path in terms of the new world that we are co-creating. But at the same time, we are all connected as one. So, yes, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, it's like we're one big organism. Yes. And, you know, you and I might be in the uh, liver area, cells. We're little cells in the liver. And other people are in the, you know, spleen cells, spleen area. and yes. you know, But we're all working together for the benefit of, of the organism and the host. That's the way I see it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Whatever it is that we do, it's important, you know. Yes. Yeah. That's great, absolutely. So how did you get from, so you talked a little bit about, you mentioned a little bit about your health. Um, It sounds like, uh, was it a big crisis that kind of got you into the EE system?
0: Yeah, so when I was, um, when I got, diagnosed with COVID. And when I was hospitalized for it, just like so many people back in late 2020, it was that was during the time when the hospitals were full and you couldn't have visitors and all that kind of stuff. So after I was released from the hospital, and by the way, I was released in error, but in you know, but there was divinity in that because I, I truly believe that had I stayed like I was supposed to, I probably wouldn't be having this interview with you today. <laughs> probably would alive. So, so what happened after I was um, released was I had, well, I was released with um, tachycardia, which basically means at resting rate, your heart is beating over 100, you know, per minute. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I would take, I don't know, I would walk literally like, um, several feet from resting state and my heart would be beating at 160,
1: 170.
0: Wow. And so basically they wanted to do surgery because, you know, they were saying your, your heart is not going to last. It's not meant to work this hard for the rest of your life. And so, um, you know, after I was released from the hospital and I was going back and forth all the time because of other issues and conditions and it's getting all kinds of tests done. And finally, when they ran did a bunch of tests on my heart. One of the things that they found was, so you have a couple of different valves that are attached or a part of your heart. And one is the mitral valve. And the function of that valve is basically to open. You know, every time your heart beats, what you know what happens is it's the valve opens so that blood can rush into your heart and then it closes so that the blood can go through the rest of your heart and then to the rest of your body. So, for whatever reason, for, you know, COVID, you know, and that man-made disease, I hope it's okay for me to say that, by the way. I don't know if I have any, if I have to be careful with certain words, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but one of the things that, um, you know, one of the things that disease does, and it doesn't matter what it is, it attacks the weakest part of your body, and I already had a heart condition that they couldn't diagnose. Um, with arrhythmia and you know irregular beats and things like that, I felt it. But every time you know I would go in to try to get it checked, because it didn't happen during the time that they were checked it. They said there was nothing wrong with my heart, and it's very frustrating when you know something and they tell you it's you know that you don't have a condition. So at any rate, when I was hospitalized and you know and, and all the subsequent tests, and one of the things that they found was that my mitral valve was actually not connecting with my heart. It had actually kind of dissolved. So it was never touching my heart. So that's why it was beating so fast, because not enough blood was pumping through the rest of my body, because it was never closing. And so it was never able to fully, you know, close and then shoot through the rest of my heart to the rest of my body. So that was the condition, And, um, I actually haven't gone back to be honest with you to get it checked, but because I know I can feel the difference in my health, you know, and Mm -hmm. when I put on the pulse oximeter, which measures your heart rate as well as the oxygen level in your, in your cells, it tells me I'm fine. So, and I, and I haven't gone back to get it checked because I don't need more radiation going through my body. Um, And as you know, from being an EE system center and from what Dr. Sandra Rose Michael says, simply, it was, I think it was one of her, um, it was one of the interviews that, or not interviews, it was one of the presentations that she gave at the Tesla convention several years ago, where she was talking about, you know, basically the radiated state, sort of the microwave state that we are living in on planet Earth. And, of course, she used California as the, uh, as the example when she said, for example, in California, just by the fact that you're living in California, it's the equivalent to getting three chest X-rays every day. So we are being radiated that much simply by the fact that we live in California. So... Um, having heard that, um, I just didn't want to radiate myself any extra,
1: <laughs> and I'm already getting every day. So, yeah, but you know, it kind of makes our job, or uh, our mission, more important, right? Because if you want to think about it, we're sort of—I mm, I don't know if I want to say this, but you know, behind enemy lines, if you will.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think you know the the great thing about what you're doing and what we're all doing, and the time that we have entered into, I think we're in for kind of a rough ride this year. Um, with everything unearthing, everything's surfacing, you know, at the, mm-hmm. at the you know, the level of, of uh, humanity and Earth, but individually as well, all the good things as well as the bad. So, um, you know, it's time that all of these things that maybe only a few know or a, s- a certain group of people know. Unfortunately, those who are not aware or who kind of have turned a blind eye to what's been kind of you know been put in front of them—it's time this year that people are going to have to face things that they maybe you know just kind of neglected to look look into and look at. So these are—it's good because all of these things must surface. So the good and the bad are surfacing this year. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yes. Yes. And and you know this is how divine energy works. Um, when divine energy comes in, and it can manifest in different ways. Some of it is knowledge, you know, a lot, of, which is what we're going through right now. Um, but you know, when divine energy comes in, it cleans house basically. Yeah. Um, it acts like a fertilizer, so you're gonna see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, yes. Yeah. And I I think this is the year that we're going to see that. But it needs to be done. Um, You know, people, a lot of people are living in fear, but really there's a cycle to everything. Mm -hmm. And when all these um, things come up and cleansing and all that, then we can start anew and start building and start from the foundation. Yeah. I think it's pretty exciting in a way.
0: Is it is it is extremely exciting. I mean, we are, oh my gosh, Christina, that we get to live and be on planet Earth at this momentous time in the history of humanity. I mean, these are amazing, amazing times. And as you know, long as we can, you know, we are aware of why things are happening. You know that the fake World War Three is just that—it's fake. But it's there to awaken those who are maybe a little bit deeper in slumber than some others. And, you know, but we have to acknowledge, you know, planet Earth and all of the things that we have allowed to happen. You know, we can't point fingers and blame others. Um, You know, we have allowed the atrocities to happen. And, and, you know, in terms of the the state that we find ourselves in, um, I'm not saying that we're currently directly responsible for some of the horrendous things that, you know, um, you know the deep state have been doing, but we have allowed it as a collective, and now we are no longer allowing it as a collective. So that's why the issues, mm-hmm. you know, coming forward. So
1: yeah, that really points <laughs> to the power of consciousness and the power of our mind, and how we can really shift and change uh, the direction with just yeah. our, you know with just our consciousness. Yeah. And so if you look at like the Schumann resonance and all that stuff. The, pe- the peaks are really our, our uh, direction, you know, our consciousness we're creating, right? Yes. So the question is, are we creating fear? Are we feeding that fear? Or are we... Are we feeding love and positiveness? And it really is a choice. You know, I tell my, I do Akashic Record readings for my clients and I always tell them, your biggest power is your, is your current moment, is this moment right here, because this is where you make your decision. Do you want to go left or right? Positive or negative? Yeah, And that's where your strength is. That's where your power is. A lot of people lose sight of that. Yes. Our thoughts and words create our reality. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you um, jumped on the EE system wagon. Okay, and uh, yeah, and how you come about uh, with your center. I feel like I was a hospice nurse for over twenty-five years, and oh my God. As, as a hospice nurse, I see the the end of life, right on the other yeah. side. And one one day I was having uh, just like a little soirée with other nurses and stuff like that, and and there was a couple nurses that uh, was um, they were the neonatal. So I feel so I said to them, we're like on the end of the spectrum. I'm on the uh, you know the end of life, and they're right. on the beginning of life. And so right. I kind of feel like that with you. You know, I'm probably the smallest unit or the smallest center in oh. all the. EE systems, <laughs> that's open, and you're probably the biggest.
0: You know what? It, it doesn't really matter. Bottom line is, and so I want to share just something about about that in terms of the number of units in terms of the EE system. So where we are, you know, in Southern California, there are many um, EE system centers, and there's one actually. Uh, my sister actually has a center center that's maybe like 30 minutes with no traffic, which no traffic is not a thing. <laughs> or like an hour. an hour. Yeah, yeah. An hour an hour. So, <laughs> so, you know, she has, she has a unit or she has a center that has 48 units. I have 40, mm. but bottom line is, and I'm sure you're finding this as well. People will go to where they resonate. It's that simple. And the number of units, it's It matters, but it really doesn't either. You know, like as an example, we have people that are coming. In fact, I just made all the arrangements this morning. We have people that come from other states because they want to be here. At first, they resonate with, you know, the information that you make available to them on the website. And everything that we do, because energy is put in towards everything that we do, every word we write, every image that we put up you know, whatever the case may be. So we have people that are coming from other states simply because they resonate with us, even though there are other locations that are closer to them with similar number of units. And, you know, and the same thing, you know, with you, people are going to resonate with you in terms of the amazing things that you provide. Because you're not just providing an, an atmosphere that's homey and comfortable, and I've seen it in images, you know, on your website, in terms of your cats and things like that, but because of who you are and what you offer, in terms of like the Akashic readings and, and things like that. So we are all, you know, birds of a feather flock together is most definitely true, and you know, like energies attract like energies. So it doesn't really matter the spectrum. And, um, you know, and when we were talking about, you know, good things coming as well as the bad things, so you asked me, and I know I gave a very simple answer when you asked me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, well, what would you like to talk about and what it, what, what I would actually like to talk about our mud bed. So, you know, when we talk about new things that are coming, um, and everything surfacing, so, you know, along with the bad, you know, which is already, you know, majority of it is is already in the hands of the, you know, the white hats. And a lot of the negative things that that we are seeing are being allowed to happen because energy has to play itself out and because there's PSYOP after, you know, behind PSYOP after behind PSYOP. And it's all being carefully, carefully done. Um, But as far as the good things, you know, this is the year where we're going to have So many things you'll begin to see in even regular media and regular news, not just the alternative, um, in terms of the amazing things that are coming to humanity. And, um, and I'm really excited to share with you guys today, um, what we are going to be offering here at Ascended Wellness, probably at the latest, we're looking at, um, about the mid-April timeframe. So, um... So yeah, when you when you asked that question a couple of weeks ago, I said I want to talk about the method. So
1: that's what I was referring to. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your kind words um, about my center. Um, I I do believe that each and every one of us, no matter how small or large the center is. Uh, we minister to different people and, um, universe, like for me, I have referred a lot of people to you, to your center and to your sister center, uh, just because of the conversations I've had with them in terms of their condition and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, and each of the center owners brings with him or her, their unique abilities and their unique perspective right? And yeah. their unique creativity. So even though we have the same EE system, you and I, we bring to it different um, energy and different positiveness and different creativity. And I think that's what makes us unique. You know, we're all, yes, we're all one. But we all have our own unique uh, perspective on things and our unique talents. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there is a reason why I have a four unit and you have a 40. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, I'm just, you know, going to whoever comes to my center, I will always pray for them and bless them. And that's my job yeah. as a spiritual practitioner. So, yeah. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. So I know you're very excited about the beds, med- and I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. let you um, go ahead and talk about it.
0: okay I I didn't mean to jump the gun is there I don't know if I fully answered the questions that you were asking about how I got started with the system
1: no I I mean if there's anything you want to add you're welcome to but really the floor is yours you know you're my guest and you have you have the floor okay well just to finish to, to make sure that I answer your question
0: fully and thoroughly so you know when I was on my healing journey of you know Fixing my body without, you know, um, without surgery or medication. Um, that's when I learned about the EE system. I went to an overnight and um, I was really surprised at what happened to me with one overnight session, which was not at all why I went. I was, I, back then, everything I was doing was for my heart. But after that first overnight session, I had three major things completely alleviated from my life. One was migraines, like really, really bad migraines. And then another was, um, not having to use the restroom, you know, frequently during the night, you know, getting up, you know, five times a night to use the restroom. And then the third thing that alleviated was fatigue, which I'm sure had to do with the fact that I couldn't sleep, you know, very well and thoroughly and for a long period of time. So, you know, I saw that. And then I saw so many other people healing. My sister, for example, who we just mentioned, she had unbelievable rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, she couldn't even hold a cup in her hand. She couldn't even push the tooth, you know, the electric toothbrush button. She had to wear... um, uh, braces because for, to keep her joints from splitting. She was on all kinds of medication plus injections. I mean, and she's totally fine now. <laughs> she has no RA, rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease that is not supposed to be reversible. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is your body will heal itself when given the right environment. And it's the first thing that it, it's going to do. So I am sure that we have all witnessed amazing healing but the thing that most people don't talk about and i just want to make that very very clear and i would like to bring this up in, in you know this interview people can't heal physically unless they heal first emotionally spiritually or mentally because of the state of disease that we hold in our bodies originate from one of those three areas So um, I'm sure you've seen this in, in your center as well. But, you know, oftentimes we have people coming out of the system room and they're just crying and their tears are, you know, stripping down their face. And they'll say, I don't even know why I'm crying, but I'm crying. And it's because they're healing emotionally, they're healing physically, they're healing mentally. And when those areas, because that's all connected, you can't heal one without the other. So as we heal emotionally and spiritually and mentally, that is when the healing then manifests in our body. Because it is those negative energies or, or those stuck emotions that we, have, we haven't addressed that causes this ease in our bodies. So you know, regardless of the number of units center, you are being helped in that area when you go into an EE system center. So, um, you know, I think that's something very important for people to understand that we have to heal in those areas in order for our physical healing to become permanent. And then, of course, our lifestyle and the foods we eat, you know, things like that also matter as well.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I remember when I was a hospice nurse, um, I see some of my patients who have cancer, they beat the cancer and the cancer came back, you know, with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. And so it, it sort of got me thinking, you know, yes, there is physical healing, but it only takes you to so far. Um, there are different other layers, you know, we have the Like what you said, we have the emotional layer, the mental layer, the, you know, we have our auras, which is our, we have an energetic blueprint. uh, And, you know, with the Kirlian photography, you could see it and it actually starts from the astral uh, realm, which is the energy realm. And it physicalizes. If you don't deal with that, and of course it gets to the spiritual level because ultimately my teacher says, you know, all diseases stem from disconnection with God, with the divine. If you don't have that divine essence uh, in your life, you're always going to be um, struggling with illnesses and diseases and stuff like that. And, you know, you hear a lot about uh, the excitement about meddeds and all that stuff—they um, they don't really talk about that. And like what you said, you know, they don't talk about the emotional, the mental, the spiritual part, which is, I think, very important. So,
0: yes, and I and I would, you know, hazard a guess to say we need healing in those areas more so than the physical. Absolutely, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Because you know, as we as we focus on those, it will eventually physicalize, you know, the healing will physicalize into and it's many layers. You know, I tell when yeah. people call me and ask about the EE system, I tell them healing is a journey. Yeah. And for some of us, it's gonna be never ending. You know, it's not like yeah, you heal yourself physically and that's it. It's mm-hmm. not a stop, you know, end of journey kind of thing. Right. It's it's to me, it's I don't want to say forever, but it's going to be ongoing because, you know, you have, you, you heal your physical body, but then you got your emotional stuff that you need to take care of. And these are 30, 40, 50 years of garbage that you've, you know, accumulated. Right. Yes, and, and then you got your family stuff, <laughs> right. That And, and then your ancestral things and your, you know, so it's like on and on and on and on. And it's, a little bit at a time. It's a little bit at a time. It's like an onion. Just peel yes. it bit at a time. And you peel it, more stuff comes up and you guys.
0: <laughs> no, you're, abs- you're absolutely right. So even if we were, let's say, I and I have yet to meet a person that is one hundred percent spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically where they should be. But let's say there is a person that exists on
1: planet Earth. I'm sure there are, you know. Well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this dimension. This is true. <laughs> but let's probably well, be yeah. like an ascended master or something.
0: Right, but let's say this person exists. But like you said, then you have, you know, all of your ancestral things that you're carrying, you know, mm-hmm. in your bloodline that you have to clear. You also have your past lives Mm -hmm. and all the things that you brought with you in this life from your past lives that, you know, you need to clear and heal from. And then, and you can probably talk more about this, you know, because, you know, could you do Akashic readings and things like that. But then the other thing, too, is, you know, you have soul contracts with people. Mm -hmm. So it might be your soul contract that you have this disease. You know, so even if you're cleared everything, you know, maybe your purpose in life was to come to this world with this specific disease, because that is the sole contract that you entered into with those around you. And it's all based out of love. Everything is based out of love. Absolutely. Of love and stems from love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and these are all things that we all have to be aware of. And You know, and I believe we are living through times, I truly believe in my heart that birth is no longer a a place that you come to for serious and heavy-duty learning. I think those days are over. I think the karmic cycle is over. You know, and that's why we are going through what we're going through right now. You know, we officially, you know, entered into the age of Aquarius. And so the golden age is upon us. But, you know, before we can set things right, you know, as the world seems to be turning upside down, it's not, it's turning itself right, so, you know, we just have to clear some of these things from the world perspective, from us individually, and we are going to see, and we're already beginning to see healing at every level, and not just at an individual level, but relationally and financially, and so many other wonderful things that are upon us. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I think we're shifting into uh, learning to be co-creators. Yes. Um, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so let's talk about the methods. Okay, so I
0: just want to start off by saying that the term MedBed is so widely used and used by everyone in, in so many different ways. So, for example, I just want to talk about what we're familiar with and maybe what your audience may be familiar with, which is the EE system. So, for example, when Dr. Sandra Rosemichael, the inventor of the EE system, says the EE system is beyond MedBed technology, so it is my understanding what she means by that is typical med beds that we all think we know what it is treats, you know, people one person at a time. So when she says it's beyond med beds, and if I'm recollecting her answer about this, is that the EE system is beyond med beds because you can literally have a room full of people like the ashram in India, you know, Mm -hmm. where they do 24 units. Gosh, is it 500 people or is it 1,000 people that can go into the room? So it's not one person at a time. And, of course, the collective energy when you're going in there to heal is, of course, going to have a huge impact as well. So she talks about the EE system being beyond methods. But I want to be very, very clear when I explain to you and when I explain to your audience that the medbeds that I'm talking about is nothing on planet Earth that has ever existed, period. So it has nothing to do with the EE system. It has nothing to do with the plasma med beds, which is another, you know, thing that seems to be kind of popping up within EE system centers as well as other places. Um, it has nothing to do with the, you know, what some people are calling quantum med beds or galactic med beds. There's so many different terms that are loosely used. So it's nothing that Earth humanity has ever had, and this includes. The military white hat med So, I know this is a lofty claim, you know, and, and some of your readers are probably scratching their heads wondering what the heck I'm talking about. So, um, the closest thing to um, that, you know, what we're getting, the closest thing that has ever existed on planet Earth in terms of what may even come close to comparison, are the white hat, white hat military. NDA med beds that have been available because it's from a similar group but not the same. So anyway, I just wanted to make that, that, that differentiation and that clarification because it's not the, you know, it's not the tachyon, it's not scalar, it's not the Tesla coils, it's not, you know, the plasma, it's, it's nothing that exists, period. It's nothing that has ever existed, period. So. Having said that, <laughs> um, I want to first um, tell you where and how I came about getting this. So, the med beds that are coming, and like I said, at the very uh, latest, it'll be about mid-April time frame of this year. So we're looking at you know a couple of months at the most. We are getting them directly from the two group. So. Q, by the way, is, um, and I didn't find out that we were working directly with the Q group until the end of uh, December, you know, just a couple of months ago. So, um, Q group consists of nine different entities worldwide. That's it. And Q... I mistakenly thought, you know, for those that follow Q or, you know, whatever, or have heard about it, I mistakenly thought it was just a U.S.-based thing, but it's worldwide, and it's in fact, it's not even just Earth, it goes beyond, it goes to the Galactic, so when I say there are nine entities, there, there are seven humans and two groups that are not just one person, if you will, so one, for example, are the Galactic, so... The You know, so Q actually entails in, in basically non-human galactic. And how I got involved and how I got into, you know, this is um, le- just like you, Christina, I've you know, especially after I opened my center and, you know, in the process of opening my center, which took about a year, I've been, you know, putting feelers out in terms of alternative healing modalities that, provide healing without harm, and true healing, not just a mask or a Band-Aid. So I have been putting feelers out in terms of all of the med stuff that's out there. You know, you've got the med-bed, you've got celestial chambers, you've got all these kinds of things that are out there that people talk about. So one thing that I did, I can't remember exactly when, because time is kind of getting out of control for me. <laughs> I don't know if it was something last week, if it was like two months ago, because time is definitely speeding up. But at least a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, I did join a group on Telegram called the Quantum Seller Initiative. So it is through that group and it is through me being involved with that group um, and working with Q, like I said, um, you know, this is how I'm getting the med bed. So, so through my involvement with Quantum Stellar Initiative, through the med beds that have rolled out, through that group, there are a total of 14 um, that are coming this year, and there's a 15th one in a couple of years that's coming, and then some additional healing modalities
1: after that. But it's, is that? Um, I'm sorry, is that 14 centers or 14 beds? 14 different types of medbeds. Oh, 14 different types of medbeds. Wow.
0: So, so let me, so here are the number. So I don't know the exact number of people or number of businesses that are actually getting this. So let me just backtrack a little bit. So I have been involved in all of these medbeds coming out through what are called ICOs, which stands for Initial Coin Offering. So on the stock market side of things, you know, when a, a large corporation, you know, decide to go public, they go through what's called an IPO, right? Which mm-hmm. stands for the initial public offering. So on the new earth side of things where everything is going stellar, um, when an organization that is going to exist in the future that has a global or a large presence, they must go through what's called an ICO, and they must go through it on the stellar side of things or through the QSI development groups. So as all of these med beds have been coming out, I have been participating in what's called a group fund. And I, like I said, I don't know the number of people because we still have to go through the final qualification process of them identifying that we are who we say we are, um, but every time a, a new med bed came out, I participated in the group fund. And it's through the group fund, um, you know, being a qualified investor, I had to go through training and pass all their you know the modules and pass and and you know did all the things to qualify. But it's those qualified investors or qualified participants in the QSI channel that are the ones that are receiving these medbeds. And I don't know the number. It might be, you know, several thousand, you know, 3,000, 4,000. I really don't know. But and the number of med beds that each qualified investor is getting is, again, I don't know because I'm not sure if they invested in all of them or if they invested in just a few. But that's how we're getting them. And um, as a side note, every time we invested in, in MedBed or anything else that comes out right now through the ICOs, there are different bonus levels. So one of the bonuses, you know, for example, <clears throat> excuse me, as a group, when we invested in this as a group, let's say, you know, at certain level, when all of the group investments reach X number, then they um, added 2,000 MedBeds to be donated for humanitarian projects. So... After everything has been said and done and all of the 15 MedBed ICOs were released, we collectively as a group were able to invest. So we pulled together 28,000 MedBeds that are going to be given toward humanitarian projects when all of this is released roughly around a year from now. Wow. So, so the first people that are getting it are those three or four, or I don't know exactly how many. Like I said, or five thousand individuals who actually invested. Now, of that pool of people, it's it's from what I can gather, and I don't know this for a fact. It's just my um, um, my two cents in terms of the kinds of comments and things that I've been hearing from people that qualified. Most, I believe, are just people that don't have businesses, that just have a home. So of the three or four or however many thousands of people that are getting these med beds initially, only a small subset are actually businesses like mine that is a wellness center that's actually getting them. So it's me and two other qualified investors we are pull, we are pooling our med beds together, and we are making them available here at Ascended
1: Wellness. Wow, that's wow. amazing! Does that yeah. mean you have to expand your Ascended uh, Wellness? Yes. So, yeah I, actually, yeah, I actually
0: signed a lease last week, um, basically doubling my space. So you've been here, Christina. So you know what my setup looks like. So mm-hmm. you know, there's it's a, a beautiful
1: setup, by the way.
0: Oh, thank you. So we do have another building that kind of is like a sort of a T section.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's in that other side of the building. Um, but as far as the med beds go, so so we're getting them, we're getting 10 med beds here um, sometime in the, you know, mid-April time frame. And then um, at the end of Q2, beginning of Q3, we will be getting additional modalities, at least another six to nine, depending on what happens with the two other uh, folks that I'm working with in terms of what they want to do with the med beds that they're getting. And then by the end of this calendar year, sometime in the fourth quarter, all of the med beds that we have will be able to operate all 14 modalities. wow. So that's that's sort of the timeline. So here at Ascended Wellness, we're getting 10 med beds. We're getting only five modalities, but it'll be two of each kind. By the end of Q2, Q3, we will be getting the additional nine modalities for a total of 14. And then by the end of the year, all of the med beds will do everything. And then beyond the initial sort of, you know, the beta testers, they're calling us beta testers, not because of the technology, but beta testers in terms of how do, how is humanity reacting to it? And how are we, as those who have qualified and have been entrusted to give this to humanity for free, how are we going about doing it? So, this is, I just want to mention, because I think I just like threw that in there, this is being offered to people for free. Because that was one of the conditions in which we are getting these med vets, even though we invested, um, you know, to, to be able to qualify and participate in them. So, so the timeline beyond that is around this time next. year is when information about humanitarian projects, the RV and all that will be, you know, coming out. It's all managed by Q. So there's so much disinformation and misinformation about that, you know, going on right now. So in about a year's time, when, you know, when we have accurate information about how to, you know, go and get your humanitarian projects approved and things like that, the 28,000 med beds that we have basically been able to collect on behalf of humanity, that's when those will get donated so by all means, Christina, please um, stay on top of, you know, my information because as soon as I have that information, of course I'm gonna be sharing it with people like you because my gosh, can you imagine just feeling everything? And we haven't even gotten to how the bed beds work yet. So that's our <laughs> secondary timeline. Absolutely. And then, yeah, and then and then beyond the humanitarian projects the rest of the world um the med beds will be made available sometime sometime in 2026 or later but the the date is to be determined so we're basically getting this a minimum of two to three years before um before you know the rest of the world
1: that's so exciting and you know um Um, My focus is on our furry friends, Um, so that's very exciting in terms of uh, what we can do for them. So you spoke a little bit about the misinformation and disinformation and all that stuff. How do you navigate through all that and to kind of mm, clear all the stories and junk that are out there. Yeah, yeah, you know Separate,
0: I mean? yeah. yeah. separating the wheat from the chaff. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I'll tell you what I do, but I think we all have our own way, you know, that we kind of, you know, decipher, you know, information. So one thing is you have to have, in, in my opinion, you have to have a combination of several things before you, decide what is true for you and this may sound like a really really weird thing to say but truth is not absolute it is relative so let me explain what i mean by that so for one thing um i have a husband who's a police officer he doesn't like me to say that publicly but i'm just going to share it anyway and when he is at a, a scene and something happened and he has to then go and interview everyone about what happened, he tells me, I always know when something is true and when something is an blatant lie, Because when something is true, and I go around individually interviewing you know, people about what happened, what did you see, everyone tells almost the same thing. Everyone has a slightly different perspective on what happened, but generally speaking, you get the gist of it. However, when everyone says exactly the same thing, then I know that it's been contrived. So, when we run across information, whether it's something we read, when, you know, whether it's something we watch, or something that somebody tells us, we all perceive the information with the color of glasses that we happen to wear, whatever that may be for each person, you know? And sometimes we hear what we want to hear rather than what is being told. So, you know, when, so it's very, very important when we're listening or watching or reading something, for one thing, to really try to put all of our biases aside and really look or watch or read the content for exactly what is being communicated and not what we are hoping to hear. So, you know, you've heard the the term hopium. So we can't operate with hopium, you know, and only hear what we hope to hear. So that's one thing. So that's what I mean when I say truth is is kind of relative. And the other thing, too, is let's take something that most people probably in your audience are already familiar with. And that is, for example, the Freemason's. The Freemasons, as I think most people know that are in this, you know, group of uh, listeners, probably know that they were started with good intent, with good people, with, you know, good intentions and, and everything. But over time, it got infiltrated and turned bad or, or, or malevolent. So when you ask someone, what do you think about the Freemasons, for example, you are going to hear the truth in terms of what that person thinks based on what they know. So, if all they know, like let's say for example, if we go back to um, one of the founding members of the Freemasons, um, let's you know, um, oh gosh, who's the the saint? Oh, Germaine, for example, Saint Germain. Sorry. So, if you were to go back to Saint Germain at that time and ask about Freemasons. You're only going to get information in terms of the truth at that time. Um, And then, but if you go, you know, fast forward a couple of hundred years or whatever, once it was, you know, corrupted and, and, um, and it became the Illuminati, then you're going to get a different story. So I want to really emphasize, you know, what, when you talk about truth and deciding what truth is from, you know, fiction and, and, you know, everything else. It's important to understand where somebody is coming from. And then secondly, a part of the truth can also be deceiving as well. So sometimes we're only given pieces of information because we may not be able to digest the entire truth, which is the case for all of us because there's no one, I don't think that knows the whole truth of the universe and the cosmos and everything else because I think our minds would explode. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just wanted to preface that I'm sorry I'm being so long winded
1: that's Um, okay we got got about two minutes left Helen so um, why don't you wrap up your thoughts and then I'll have you um, say where people can find you oh okay I'm so sorry that's okay I (laughs) I know I could probably talk for like another hour or so oh okay
0: (laughs) so let me very very quickly go over the five med beds that are coming um um, you know, to ascended wellness. So we're getting cyaste, sy- which actually heals all bone and teeth related problems. We are going, we're getting a med bed called neurobalance, which has to do with subconscious and trauma healing. We're getting a med bed called youthful pod, which is an age regression. It fixes, um, it repairs, you know, you at the DNA level, including all of the, the juice that people got in their arms It uh, permanently uh, reverses all forms of dementia, Alzheimer's. We're getting a medbed called Cosmic Energy, which is a holistic cellular healing, which also uh, uh, activates your spiritual gifts as well. And then the fifth one is Astral Harmony, which, among other things, you know, when you're kind of you know have gone through several sessions, it also allows you to communicate with those who have passed. So if you notice out of the five, only two really have to do with physical healing and the other three um, go into the spiritual, mental, and emotional healing for the very reasons that we discussed.
1: Okay. Wow, sounds very exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, you'll have to come try it out for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And where can people find you, Helen? Um, my website, which is ascended-wellness.com. Okay, hey, great. And um, I've been there. It's a beautiful facility, and I can't wait to see your other uh, part with the med beds. So very excited. Thank you so much, Helen, for being here today. And um, everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and we will have another special guest next month. And Yeah. So uh, thank you so much, and you guys all have a great month. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Bodega Cat Podcast. Your host, Christina Ng, will join you here again next month. Until then, have a beautiful month.